God, glory to God. <clears throat> Father, this night as we approach the Word of God, we humble ourselves under the hand, under the Word of God. Father, we have determined this night as we hear the Word, we'll put it into practice in our life. We have determined to be that doer of the Word and not just a hearer only, deceiving our own selves. So, Father, we're thanking you for the hand of the Lord upon me to preach and the hand of the Lord on these people to hear. And Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you that the Holy Spirit this night will enlighten us and give us more revelation on our Master. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone shout it. Praise God. You can be seated. Turn with me tonight to the second chapter of the book of Exodus. Genesis, Exodus. <clears throat> praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Exodus, the second chapter and the 23rd verse. said, it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Now, the reason we're reading this is simply this. The children of Israel, God's people, were in slavery in Egypt. Now, as long as Joseph was alive and that Pharaoh uh, uh, was alive, then the children of Israel... They had the best land. They had the land of Goshen. They had everything going their way. But that king died, and another king came, uh, another Pharaoh came to power, and he was a tyrant and a dictator, and he oppressed God's people. And they stayed in slavery under the hand of God. I mean, under the hand of Pharaoh until God sent Moses and delivered them. Now, we read about the uh, one of the tyrants, uh, uh, Pharaoh, said it came to pass in the process of time the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of bondage. And they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the, of the bondage and God heard their groanings and God remembered His covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, three generations. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk to you tonight. We've been going over the blood covenant. But I want to talk to you about having God's respect. <laughs> having God's respect. <laughs> what if you knew that Almighty God respected you? Just how much faith could you have? Just how much could you believe for some little old simple healing? Just how much could you believe if you know God had respect unto your cries and unto your prayers? Hallelujah. When a need comes up, you'd have no doubt because we've got a king, a God that has respect unto us. Praise God. When I was in grade school, I started out kind of on the wrong foot in the first grade. And, 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 and my records went from the first grade to the second grade, third grade, fourth grade. 
And, and, and every teacher I'd go to, uh, they'd promote me to the next grade, I'd pass, and, and, but I had a bad reputation that I'd fight. Well, you know, some reason someone fights, he just don't just grow up just to fight. And, but that followed him. And when I got to the sixth grade, I had a teacher named Miss Hines. And Miss Hines looked at my records and she asked me, said, how come you're so bad? And I said, I don't, I don't know, you know, but I had, I'd always fight. And the, the reason, see, I started out in the first grade and, and when I started out in the first grade, parents listen to me. It's important what you put on your kids and send them to school. They dress me up, and I look like little Lord Fauntleroy, and had a little pair of uh, short breeches on like that, and, and, and shirt that buttoned to my, my, my pants. And I look like little Lord Fauntleroy, well, you know, and anybody, you know, point or say something, I know they're talking about me because I'm, I'm the laughing stock of the class. I'm little Lord Fauntleroy. See? And I'm mad. I'm mad. See? And they'd say, well, ain't he cute, little buzz, and put them little Lord Fauntleroy bricks on me. And anybody, you know, I'd, I'd walk around the corner of school and someone laughing or something. I don't know what they're laughing about, but bam, I'm just, you know, I'm ready to fight. I'm mad for I got to school. See? And then, and then in school, they used to not, they used to not just pass folks on to get rid of them. They passed their problems on now where the next teacher will have to fool with them. They, then they used to fail people. If you didn't do your grades, they'd whoop you, they'd do something. You would, if you didn't get them, you wished you had them. And so this one big old boy, he done failed two or three times. He's a foot taller than everybody in, in a, 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 a school. And uh, I, I'm telling you, every time you look around, he'd hit you in the back and ah, oh, just knock all the wind. I'm a little bitty cotton-headed fellow. I'm easy to spot. See, you can spot this little cotton-headed fellow over here. And bam, he hit me in my back, just knock all the wind. He's that much taller than me, you know, and I don't know what to do about it, you know. And this went on September. Uh, 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 October, November, Thanksgiving came around. And so Thanksgiving came around, and, and, and back when I was a kid, if you got a, a turkey dinner, eat turkey, you had something special. Didn't nobody very seldom, but rich folks get turkey. Well, the government got a bunch of turkeys and bought them off the market where they keep the price up. I know what they're gonna, but that school's got turkeys. And we had turkey and dressing. Well, I just lived across the road from school. And, uh, and they'd make me come home for dinner, but I wanted to go and get turkey dressing and turkey. And it cost 15 cents. You know, and if you wanted an extra milk, you brought two pennies. I don't know what they are now, but I think them days are gone. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, man, here I am, I got in the line, I got my 15 cents and 17 cents, two cents milk, you know, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm in the line. Well, I look back, and here was old thing, about a foot and a half, done broke in line, broke in line, pushed folks out of the way, 
Push folk. He's ought to have been in third or fourth grade. He's in the first grade. Done fail. And see, they let us go eat in, in grades where the big ones wouldn't eat up the little ones, I guess, you know. And so, he got up to me and he hit me in my back. Ah. And I could think, there goes my turkey dinner. I done knocked all the breath out of me. Hit me in my back. See, I'm in the first grade. Hey, I'm a little cotton-headed boy. You can spot me this anywhere. You put me out, there he is. Cotton-headed. There he goes. See? And when he did, I'm telling you, I turned on that rascal, and I whooped him, and I found out I could get him. Oh, me. Now, he's the baddest guy. I mean, they have, they send him, in the first grade, they send him regularly to the principal's office. And she whooped fire off of him every day. And it don't seem, but I tuned his head. I tuned him up right. And every time I seen him, I tuned him up. He'd been hitting me September, October, November. Three months he'd been knocking fire off me. Hit me up back of my head. Tear my clothes, throw sand on, uh, hit me in my back, couldn't half breathe. What's wrong with you, son? <laughs> Can't breathe. Like I got the asthma or something. Say, alright. Every time I seen him, I would get him. Well, I got the reputation. That boy's bad. He fights. Well, ain't some old country boy come to school, you know, and the first thing you know, he'd say, well, that, that boy's bad. You have to watch him. Well, he wanted to try me out here. I am a little cotton-headed fellow. Don't look like he can whoop nothing. Say, he's a little cotton-headed fellow. He can't whoop nothing. That fellow couldn't whoop nothing. Little dried-up-looking fellow. I wasn't as quite as large as those days. Looked like them days. It's gone too forever, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that reputation followed me and followed me and followed me everywhere I went. They wrote it. You know teachers write that up and send it to the next class? Huh? When I got to Miss Hines, she said, Why are you so bad? Said, I just don't know. And I had a, had a fight or two in the classroom since, you know, and she carried me one day after school to the cloakroom. And she told me, I don't know why, she just took a liking to me. And she said, I'm going to teach you something this year. And said, you're going to be different. I am. I like you, she said. You do? Ain't never heard one. The teacher just before that in the fifth grade, she was redheaded. Do you know what that means? fire jumped out of her eyes. She had a ruler like this and she delighted and hit me on my head with it. Now Miss Hines, and it wasn't long, now listen to me, it wasn't long till everybody figured it out. Here it was, here it was. Uh, uh, I started staying at school. She started teaching me how to read and do this and that and everything. And I, man, I was learning everything. And come Christmas, had an old boy named James Norris in, in, in school. He's the tallest one in school. He's six foot tall in the, in the sixth grade. Well, I was a little bitty short fella, a little cottonhead boy. And so I got on his shoulders and we put mistletoe up at Christmas. And when Miss Hines come in, I kissed her on the cheek. 
And the woman broke down and went to cry. And I don't care what I done. I don't care what I done. I remember fighting. I remember. And she'd ask folks, why did you make him get on you? <laughs> why? And it wasn't long till everybody found out I'm Miss Hines' favorite. I'm Miss Hines' favorite. You better not say nothing around about me around Miss Hines. There is a principal's office. There is a belt up there. And he's her favorite. And I'll tell you what. Respect came under one little cotton-headed boy. Amen. God said he had respect unto them. Let me tell you something. That means not only that he looks up and, 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 and considers you special, but you're a favorite with Almighty God. You're a favorite with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're a favorite. I'm telling you right now, he's going to see after you and see that nobody does anything to you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. He said, touch not mine anointed, nor do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. When you touch me like Saul on the road to Damascus, he said, why have you persecuted me? He was persecuting the church and God took it personal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said he had respect unto the children of Israel. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. New Berkeley translation said God concerned himself about them. New English Bible said their appeal for rescue from their slavery rose up to God. It rose up. It rose up and it was a stench in the nostrils of Almighty God. God had respect to people that were in brick pits, filth, and drudge and every disease in the world down there in that filth that these people in slavery had. But God had respect unto them. When? When they cried out and invoked their covenant rights. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Said he had respect unto them. Respect unto them. You know in Isaiah 43, 25, 26, he said, I, even I, that... And the God that blotteth out your transgressions for my own sake said, put me in remembrance. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. You're talking about a God that all he wants is you to cry out unto him according to your covenant rights. Jeremiah 33 and 3 said, call unto me and I will answer him. And I will show him great and mighty things that he knows not. Hallelujah. If you don't know, I got a God that does know. If you don't have it, i got a God that has it. Whatever He has is yours. If you need deliverance, if you need healing, if you need financial blessing, it does not make any difference what you need. If you find it in your covenant rights, God has great respect unto you and He will hear you when you cry. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, he made a covenant 
with Abraham, 15th chapter of Genesis. Then in the 17th chapter, he said, when Abram was 90 years old, nine, he said unto Abram, walk thou before me and be thou perfect. And he said that day he cut covenant with him. An everlasting covenant. God said, as for me, this way it's going to be, Abraham. Let me tell you something. A God that can do anything. Is anything too hard for the God that has respect unto you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, in the sixth grade, even the teacher said, Well, that boy's a favorite with her. He's a favorite. He's a favorite. Well, how many of you know you're a favorite with Almighty God? You're a favorite with the King of Kings. Praise God. He has respect. He respects you as a covenant partner. He respects you as having covenant rights. Hallelujah. He will uphold His end with every bit of the power that He has. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Chronicles. First Chronicles, the 16th chapter. Page 676. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 16th chapter, 13th verse. First Chronicles 16, 13 reads, O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be ye mindful always of His covenant. See, there's the rub with most Christians. They don't know their covenant rights. They're not mindful of their covenant. God cannot do anything more than you act upon. He cannot just automatically just set you free. He cannot just automatically do something because He gave you a free will. Hallelujah. And it's up to you to choose lie to choose God's best. So he said, Be ye mindful always of His covenant, the Word which He commanded to a thousand generations. <laughs> That's pretty good scripture, ain't it? And you can just stop right there and have a camp meeting. Amen. You can just have two conniption fits right there. Amen. He said, Even the covenant, 16th verse, which He made with Abraham, and of his oath with Isaac, and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. Be mindful of your covenant right. See, to be successful in Christendom, to be successful, if you do just three simple things, learn the Word, learn faith, and learn how to pray. If you just do them three simple things, Three simple things. If you want to be successful, learn the Word of God. Learn faith and learn how to pray. See, without getting answered prayer, you are a failure in Christianity. See? Amen? Praise be unto God. So, we should be mindful of, hallelujah, of the covenant. Be mindful always of the covenant, which He swore unto a thousand generations. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 
Be mindful of it. Find out what it says. Bless God, put it into action. He's got respect unto you. Praise God. He cares. If I got respect unto my wife, I'll listen to her. Huh? If I've got respect unto, unto my wife, blessed be God, I'm going to do something for her. If, I, if she's my favorite, then I, if she's the apple of my eye, I'm going to do something to bless her. If she has anything that I have, she needs, she's got. How much more is the great and mighty God who has respect unto you, favor, honor, and blessing, He's got it waiting on us. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, to Second Kings. Back up just a little bit. Second Kings, the uh, 13th chapter. Second Kings, the 13th chapter, 22nd verse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. But Hazel, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz, the king. I mean, they oppressed them. They oppressed them. Well, why, how come God allowed it? Because they allowed it. Well, how come God allowed it? Because they allowed it. And the Lord was gracious unto them and had compassion on them and had respect unto them. You know, he's wanting to do something for them because of the covenant, it says, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them. See, listen, in the old uh, old covenant, it was a death-doomed covenant. You acted on your covenant end, you kept your end up. Israel did not have a right to be slaves. They belonged to a covenant God. They did not have a right not to act on this thing. Their end was they keep their end up, and God said, as for me, I'll keep up my end. But it takes action on the part of each covenant uh, 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 partner. You know, God could have had respect for them and had pity on them and said, well, I sure hate that. No, when they cried out to Him and acted on their covenant rights, invoked their covenant rights, God acted. He didn't act till they acted. Twenty-fourth verse. And Hazel king of Syria died. And being Hadad, his son reigned in his stead. Now, got a, one mean king, now his son. Hallelujah. And Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, took again out of the hands of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazel, the cities which he had taken out of the hand of Jehoahaz, his father, by war. In other words, blessed be God, there's a fellow that stood up and said, I am not going to live under the slavery of, of Syria. I'll act on my covenant. I've got a covenant. God has respect unto me. When I pray, my God will move. And when he acted, bless God, those cities came back under the jurisdiction of Israel. But he didn't come till they acted. Call unto me and I will answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things. Call unto me. Act on the word. Act on your covenant rights. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Be mindful of your covenant rights. Put it in your mind. Get your thinking around like God thinks about you. He's got respect unto you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. End of that verse, 25th verse said, three times did Joash beat him and recover the cities of Israel. Three times. How many of you know Satan will come back? You've got an enemy that tries to steal what belongs to you. He'll come back. He'll try to steal what's yours. He'll try to lie to you. Huh? But i got a God's got respect unto me even in my ignorance. Even when I have missed it horrible. When I have failed and got under, under condemnation, got in fear, got in everything else, bless God, when I cry out, do you believe them folks in that mud pit were afraid? Do you believe they was afraid to cry out unto God with those uh, Egyptian soldiers standing over them? They'd spare them, they'd kill them. Uh, what, a, a Jew wasn't nothing to them. They cried out unto God, and the God that had respect unto them, He respects you. He respects you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. In Isaiah, the 41st chapter, he talks about Abraham, God's friend, or blood friendship. They pledged their life. This covenant has pledged life to it. In other words, God said, I pledge my life. I'll self-destruct if I won't answer your prayer. When you stand on the Word of God, the end results is guaranteed by a God that has respect unto you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. In the sixth chapter of Exodus, it talks about when they cried out unto God and God hears them, sends them a deliverer, sends them someone to set them free. He talks to them, tells Pharaoh, let my people go. Who sent you? He said, the great I am. How many of you know we serve the great I am? Not the great has been. Not the great gonna. Hallelujah. He's right now. He is. Now faith is. He's right now. When you believe God, He's on the scene. Praise God. Praise God. So, He brings plagues upon uh, uh, the enemies of His people. Praise God. He tells them, the final plague, the firstborn shall die throughout the land. He said, take ye a lamb, so many days old, put him up, and the thirteenth day, kill him, and strike the doorpost of your homes with the blood of the lamb. And then, and then you eat that lamb. And when they partake of the lamb, the Passover lamb, it healed every one of them. The lamb stood for the healing. He said they, that, that, that God brought them out with silver and gold and wasn't even a feeble person among the tribes. Praise God. When they partake of this lamb, it prepared them for a 40-year journey 
travel in the wilderness. It prepared them, blessed be God, to walk out right in full view. Full view. Hallelujah. How would you like uh, uh, all your creditors, oh, everybody, say you owed more bills than you could pay. Bless God. And someone stood up and paid your bills off. You didn't have to make that extra block and drive around and hide your head every time you seen them if your bills got paid off. When they left Israel, they walked out. I mean, when they left Egypt, they walked out in full view of the Egyptians, of those that were their masters. Praise God. Turn with me over to Psalms 105. Psalms 105, 37. See, praise God. Hallelujah. When they partake of that lamb. He said He brought them forth with, also with silver and gold. And there was not a feeble person among the tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for they had fear of them, for the fear of them fell upon them. Do you believe that's respect? There's a slave. There's a mud boy. He's making bricks. He's nothing. We do what we want to with him. He ain't nothing. But now, bless God, we're having to look up to him. And not only we're looking up to Him, we're laden them down with silver and gold. We're afraid of them folks because they've got a covenant with the great God I am. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. I'm telling you right now, when Christianity's lived on the right realm, people will be afraid of you to mistreat you. They'll be afraid to challenge you. They'll be afraid because they know that there is an almighty God that dwells with you and that has made covenant with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. New American Bible said, not a weakling among the tribe. Fenton said he brought us out with wealth. We were not lame or weak. You know how many it was? It was right at two million. And it wasn't even a feeble person, a sick person. Not one feeble. Not one weak. Not one lame. Why? Because our God heard their cry and had respect unto them. Wilson's Old Testament word study said the word feeble means not to be, said feeble meant to be withered, languished, failing hell. Said it wasn't none of them. None of them. See, what we're reading about is just a type and shadow of the real thing. We got the real thing. We have got the blood of the Lamb. We partake of the body and the blood of, Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. See, glory to God. That's just a type and shadow. They didn't even have the real stuff. See, to as many as received Him, Jesus, gave He the power to become the sons of God. Who's your daddy? Well, you know my daddy. He just got out of jail. He ain't nothing. I done changed daddy. <laughs> I done changed daddies. I got a daddy, bless God, that owns the cattle on a thousand hills, big boy. 
Hallelujah. I got a daddy, bless God, that owns the earth and the fullness thereof. I'm proud of my daddy. Hallelujah. I'm proud of my daddy. Ain't bragging on me. I'm proud of him. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Praise God. He's got respect unto us. Woo! Glory to God. Feeble. Feeble. The Hebrew word feeble that we get right there. He brought them out as not one. Say one. You couldn't... Why, before they partake of that lamb, you couldn't have found one out of ten that wasn't sick, diseased, malnutrition, every kind of thing in the world was on them. You live in a wet mud hole making brick all your life, under slavery all your life. They're sick, diseased, everything else. Not one feeble. No failing hell. He said that word feeble meant to be weak, to bow, to stumble. See, Cecil B. the Mills, when he made that... Uh, uh, picture the Ten Commandments. He had some of them coming out on crutches. And he had some stumbling, falling down, dragging a few, and had some by the hind leg of pulling them and every kind of thing. No, bless God, hallelujah, wasn't none of them stumbling. Wasn't none of them falling. They partake of the lamb, hallelujah. He said, when you partake of this lamb, put your girdle on, put your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, get set, get ready. You fix to leave, bless God. You're leaving this thing. You're leaving depression. You're leaving oppression. You're leaving slavery because my God's got respect unto you, praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that word feeble meant to be weak, to bow, to stumble, to faint, not mighty, hung down. Huh. Hung down. How goes the battle? See, that's where Christianity's been. Man, it's so tough. How goes the battle, Brother Sullivan? It's tough, ain't it? Preacher told me last year, Said, you know, I, last year's the worst year I ever had in my life. Said, I tell you what, I don't like none of them folks I preach for. <laughs> and I knew them. I knew them. And I know why he thought that. They were rough. I'm telling you. They was his charismatic church. Praise God. I, you know, I knew what he was saying. But let me tell you something. You got a pastor as proud of every one of you. You got a pastor that says, bless God, my heart leaps because I know what you know. I know what you know. I know you know your God. I know you know how to move in the Spirit. I know you know what the Word of the living God says. I know you know your covenant right. I know you're not a hearer only. You know how to act. You're a doer of the Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. No faint, stumbling, weak, hung down. <laughs> I thought when I read that hung down, hang down your head, Tom Dooley, you know. <laughs> That's what I thought. You know, the world's always singing about some old fellow. Well, hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Poor boy, you're going to die. I ain't. That ain't talking about me. I ain't hanging my head down. I ain't hanging my head down. 
Well, you don't know, you know. Your daddy had diabetes. His daddy had diabetes. It's in your family on your mother's side. Yes, that's right. But I changed daddies. Hallelujah. I swapped daddies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, your reputation shot. Bless God, it ain't shot with God. He's got respect unto me. Hallelujah. I come boldly to the throne room of God. I don't slip in asking for a handout. Hallelujah. I don't sneak up to the back door, have some day-old cornbread and some shallots or something. No, I don't do that. I come boldly. Amen. Can't get nothing else. He feeds lamb here, don't he? Hang down your head. <laughs> Praise God. See, what we're talking about here is just a tight and shadow of the truth. We got a better covenant established on better promises. We got something better than that. We don't have the Lamb. We got the Passover Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. He dwells in me. He sets at the highest seat in the universe. Bless God. When I cry out, my prayers go through my high priest unto Almighty God. He said, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not. I will do it. Hallelujah. Jesus, when He first started preaching, it's recorded there in Luke, the fourth chapter, 16th verse. Let me read it out of Clarence Jordan's translation. I like it the best. Said the Lord's Spirit's on me. Is the Lord's Spirit on you? Amen. He must think you're pure and holy. Yeah, but I fail. Forget all that. He ain't interested in all that. He believes the blood of Jesus Christ paid for your sin. He believes you've been paid for, set free. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was thinking about it today. I'm going to preach on it first. You know, altars that are used wrong are the biggest hindrance in churches. Altars used wrong. It's one reason I never would put an altar in because I came around Pentecostal people and they kept them squalling, bawling, begging, and what an old unworthy, no account they are. And they'd try to crawl up under them branches and everything else and say, I'm just a worm, I ain't even worthy. I ain't worthy to be in your presence, Lord. Well, that's the biggest lie I've ever seen. He said, come boldly to the throne of God. Not come squalling, bawling, trying to snow God like you ain't nothing. He said, you are something. You're sons and daughters of the Most High God. You are so pure, so holy, that God Himself moved out of a temple and moved into you. You're now the temple of a holy God, praise God. Hallelujah. Pure and holy. You've been sanctified, set apart. Praise God. Jesus started preaching said, The Spirit of the Lord's on me. He's ordained me to break the good news to poor people. What's good news to a poor folk? Ain't but one. Well, you won't have nothing here in this earth. Put in a sweet by and by. Lay your treasures up in heaven. How many of you know you don't lay dollar bills up in heaven? It ain't no way to get them up there. Rocket, nothing else can't get them in there. Amen? He's talking about spiritual treasures. Win souls. Get folks healed. Get them full of the Holy Ghost. Lay them up. 
Poor folks, good news. You don't have to be poor no more. Poorism, poorism is slavery. Poorism thinking. You know you can get a poorism attitude and a poorism thinking, and it's the hardest thing. Jesus said, them poor folks you're going to have with y'all. It's hard to get that kind of thinking out of folks, that you're a second-class citizen. You understand that? Well, I was raised poor on the wrong fella told me the other day, he said, you know, ain't this something? I got the biggest house in El Dorado. That's right, brother. He's the one I climbed up on top of his shoulders and kissed the sixth grade teacher. Named James Norris. Got the biggest house in El Dorado. He's raised across the tracks, folks. Raised poor. Looked down on. Let me tell you something. Praise God. God's lifted us up out of that horrible pit. Out of that miry clay. He set our feet on a solid rock. God wants you to throw your shoulders back because you're the best He's got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's got respect unto you. You can't respect someone. Here I am, old wormy. Here I am, I'm just so unworthy. Oh, I don't even deserve to be in your presence. Oh, me, I, you know, I've tried, but I'm such a faith. You know, that'll get old. What if your kid come telling you all that kind of stuff? Just stop that, boy. What you were? You've been going to the public school too much. <laughs> Listen to him. Spirit of the Lord's on me. He's ordained me to break good news to poor people. Ain't but one good news to a poor man. You don't have to be poor. That's simple enough, ain't it? He didn't preach, oh, it's got a hidden meaning. It's got one hidden meaning. No more poor. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to. I just unveiled it for you. Great revelation coming tonight. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the oppressed. Sight to the blind. To help those who've been grievously insulted to find dignity. Boy, I like that. Dignity. God's got respect unto you. <laughs> You're dignified in the sight of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mr. Disaster. To help those who've been grievously insulted. You know, it's been people that's talked to like they're nobodies. They've been raised that way. Their parents talked to them like that. Told them all kind of stuff like that. That's lies. Where'd they get it? They got it from school. They got it from, from education. They got it from history. They got it from their parents and passed it right on down. But let me tell you something. Jesus, listen to him. What? I, I like this. Listen to what he said. To proclaim, uh, 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 to help those who've been grievously insulted, find dignity, to proclaim the Lord's new era. It's a new era. It's a new day, folks. Hallelujah. We got a new day. We got a new day. We got a new day. Hallelujah. Yeah, but you know, I'm a minority. Ain't but one minority in the land. That's them heathens. Ain't but two races of us. Us and them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Can you shout amen? amen. Now listen to him. The proclaim the Lord's new era. Then he closed the Bible, handed the good to the assistant minister, and the eyes of everyone in the congregation was glued on him. 
Man, what's he saying? What is he saying? He's talking to Jews. Supposed to know their covenant rights. But they're in slavery again to the Romans when he's preaching this. See, just because it's true don't mean you're going to get it. You're going to have to be bad enough to reach out and believe God. You're going to have to be... He said the violent take it by force. It's not going to just fall on you like Mahatma Rice at a wedding party. It ain't going to do it. Down comes the rice, I do. No, it ain't going to be that lovely. It ain't going to be that lovely. You got an enemy that's going to fight you tooth and toenail everywhere you go. Now listen to him. The eyes of everyone in the congregation was glued on him. He began to say, This day, this scripture has become a reality in your presence. That's who I am. Poor folk, oppressed, depressed, blind, poor, I come to set you free. I got respect. You know, Jesus respected everybody that He come in contact with except those religious Pharisees and Sadducees that had stole from the people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, He said, if you be Abraham's seed, then you...